Hey everybody, Diana here for the Change Worker Podcast, continuing the conversation about goals in a slightly different way. Because I think when a lot of us think of goals, we think of, say, money or relationships or um, uh, trips, perhaps. Something a little bit, you know, concrete than our own emotions. But... I was talking to a client about what she wanted to accomplish in the next few months. Um, and there were specific things by specific times, like a lot of us do. But what stuck out to me was this desire on her part to feel very specific emotions. And the ones that kept coming up were confidence, power, powerful, and at ease. So... I want to explore in this episode what I think of and how I try to engage with different emotions on purpose. And I know in my history and probably many other people's histories, I only noticed anxiety, anger, pressure, confusion. I, for a very long time, I was not aware of positive feeling emotions and I just didn't want to deal. And so when I learned about coaching and the tools that I use with my own clients on myself, I recognized that emotions are fuel for actions. Uh, if we want to do something, we are, I'm very aware of the emotional states I'm in that usually produce actions that I want you know, specific things from. So so it's just an interesting conversation because I've noticed in myself when I really thought about it that a lot of the times when I think about goals, I think about emotion, my emotional states. Those are destinations for me. I want to feel this more of the time or I want to feel more even. I want to feel clearer. I don't want to go just feeling stuck most of the time or confused. And I can work myself out of those once I figure out what I'm trying to numb myself to. And so I want, I purposely decide how I want to feel about things. And so that has helped me really be intentional. I want to feel this. And it's not like I want to feel happy and bubbly and it's just more about clear and yes, confident and um, just being able to handle whatever comes my way. Whatever happens, we'll just deal. What's important right now? So when we were talking about this, and this is this person, this client I'm talking about is actually sort of a, um, a combination of probably a few people I've talked to recently, but for, our, for the intents and purposes of this uh, episode, I'm just going to talk about she as if she's one person. So when she, when I was asking about her goals and she mentioned feelings, I want these feelings, confidence, power, and ease. And she didn't notice that she had mentioned emotions as part of her goals until I pointed it out. And she, it was she had trouble verbalizing those emotions, why they were important, 
and more directive than any other things that she had mentioned, you know, money goals or, um, the sense of having these things taken care of. So there was a yearning for these feelings because let's face it, those feelings are pretty intoxicating and it's nice to anticipate we can behave from those emotional states because our emotional states are going to (laughs) dictate what actions we take or don't take. And so when we feel confident, powerful, and at ease, there's not a lot we, we can't do. So this client is a businesswoman who is struggling with her money situation, her money situation and her relationship with that difficulty right now. And so I say she's in the process of changing the fundamentals in her thought processes and how she wants her business to run from now on. She just knows she's uncomfortable. So all she feels most of the time is deep discomfort and also a fear that she'll slide back to behavior and situations that will keep her stuck and uncomfortable. So that sense of powerlessness. And so this is what I'd say to any of my clients in this situation. This too shall pass. This is a growth period for you and your business. It's not possible for you to go backwards. You're not the same person you were being confronted by the same challenges. Whether you've noticed it or not, you've changed in fundamental ways. And the only way forward, the only way is forward. And so when I heard my client say her goals were feelings, I was intrigued for a couple of reasons. First, because this was a departure for her. She's resisted talking about or paying too much attention to her emotional states. Unless she was miserable, then it was all about avoiding the misery. And I was also intrigued by this idea of feelings as goals because of how transient our emotional experiences can be. And so I want to play with this idea a bit with you because new, more positive feeling emotions may be something you crave as well. And so let's look at confidence, power, and ease just as examples. I mean, it it can be any other emotion like love, patience, clarity, compassion, or like neutrality. These are all, they feel different in our bodies. Each of us has a different experience of these things. So our emotions are somatic experiences. And we may or may not pay too much attention to because some are just there. Some feel great. Sometimes we avoid and ignore those heavy feelings, heavier sensations, pressure um, by staying busy or focused on something else. We just avoid it. So confidence, I reminded my client about some of the things she talked about during the session, one session, when she felt confident. She was just talking. She was just talking about what had been happening in her business. She was, she was just, is this, she's reading off the news. And I, I'd had to stop her in the session to say, uh, you, you do realize that you're speaking in the confident tones and presence of a confident person. 
And it that level of confidence showed up in different parts of her life. So it wasn't like she was a one trick pony with the confidence. It was showing she was a confident person, more confident than she was giving herself credit for. And it's in her case, it was nice to know that we can be confident in talking about her kids to her kids about what their plans were after college talking to customers about what was for sale and the prices attached to those items, confidence from years of experience, showing up when we make big purchases in our business. You know, those type of big decisions and big amounts of money where we're like, there's a pucker factor involved and we're like, what the hell did we just do? But she didn't back away from making that decision either before, during, or after the decision was made and the money was spent. So this was kind of huge. And I, I, I'm glad I got to remind her of those things. And all that's all I did was remind her that those situations, she can access those, those bodily experiences of confidence. She's felt them before. So... It starts, the, the confidence is key because basically we're, like I said, emotional states are kind of transient for the most part. And if she's starting to, you know, edge into a part of her business that she is reluctant to engage with directly because she, she doesn't feel super confident, um, she doesn't think she knows what the hell she's doing, then that confidence comes from remembering we've done the same or something very similar before, probably many times. So it's almost like we got to give ourselves a kick in the pants when we start to slide into that um, lack of confidence and clarity and just, you know, it's like, uh, we're good. You know, we've been here before. We can figure this out. When we talk about power and the feeling we have in our bodies when we experience it, is like being plugged into an electrical socket. That's my interpretation. It lights us up from the inside. And we feel alive and unstoppable. We are fully present in our bodies and all the resources we have within. And that feeling is is subjective, I know. But I suspect that for a lot of people, feeling powerful isn't a very frequent occurrence. And sometimes we don't recognize that's what we felt until after that situation was over or that feeling is gone. So it too is intoxicating and delicious and we want more of it. Power, feeling that power can result in brash and bold actions and declarations that surprise us and scare us a bit if we're not used to it. But I also think of power as quiet and sure. It's solid in my body. I don't feel fidgety if I feel powerful. I don't feel the need to question why it is I feel so certain about where I am, what I said, and any decisions I made. So if you want to tap into power, remind yourself of when you trusted yourself and you didn't question that 
certainty. It was just something you knew and something you were going to just do. I'm going with it. So confidence, power, and ease are just words to some. I get that. But I think they're, I mean, as a coach, I spend a lot of time with people and how they define some of these words, and especially if there are goals. So when you think about emotions as goals, you're going to have to formulate a relationship with them in order to experience them. You're going to have to play with this idea that you have felt these emotions before. You got to remind yourself that you have felt them before. And it's just a matter of it's muscle memory, it's brain memory, it's just calling upon those experiences to help you now. So when I talk to my client about the last time she felt at ease, she kind of got stumped. It was interesting. She was momentarily kind of silent and like looked, huh? I don't know. And this is a person like many others who has very distinct opinions about working hard and that if you work hard, then that should yield the outcomes you want. But it must be hard. Can't be easy. And I asked her, why can't there be ease too? And I think my observation uh, that she's developed a fascination with ease that she can't quite easily reconcile with hard work. So this is a new area of exploration. And in many minds like hers, hard work, difficulty, and worthiness are tied up in nasty little knots that lead to perfectionistic thinking, perfectionistic fantasies, and procrastination. So I reminded my client that having ease in her decision-making isn't, say, sinful or a character flaw. She won't be morally corrupt because things can run easily and smoothly, at least some of the time. And so what she didn't realize was that ease and her attraction to it were already at work in her life and in her business. She actually made very different decisions about the monetary resources available to her by asking for help. Another sticky point for her. She recognized that it, she was making decisions for other people about their money <laughs> and making decisions that made things harder for her. And it was like, I could just ask for more money. And I was like, yeah, you could from this person who, who is obviously trusting you to make good decisions about their money that they're giving you. So why make this harder than it has to be? I think that's an eternal question for a lot of us. So she's recognizing where she gets stuck with ease. She's recognizing where these, that it can be easy to make it easier for herself. 
she, you know, that whole, that whole, um, idea about working smarter, not harder totally appeals to me. And I mean, I'm getting older. I don't want to use my brute physical strength to make things happen. I want to use the brain that I've been carting around all this time and shoving massive amounts of information into so I can create ease for myself and help others do the same. Why make it harder? Why? Why do we have to have a scale in our minds where worthiness is on one end and sacrifice, hard work, and um, deprivation, but this thing that we're not, if it's too easy, it must not be valuable. That's the scale that a lot of people, like myself included, have in our minds that's tied to worthiness. It's, uh, mm, I could go off on that, but I, I shan't. Um. I think one of the things that we forget about when we're going about our lives is that we probably have felt the feelings we want to feel more often than we notice. They may be fleeting. They may be a couple of months or a couple of years old, but we have felt them before. And somehow we lost connection with them. We just notice, as human beings do, um, we just notice where and when we feel confused and powerless. You know, when we're miserable, we lack confidence, we lack belief in ourselves, belief in our future, belief that things are going to be different. It is a crappy place to be. And so when we want to feel different as a goal, when we want to feel different intentionally, it can be a reminder to tap into experiences we've already had. So for others, just starting this journey of wanting to feel different, it is an incremental process we want to be open to. And I think if you're like me, when I started this journey, you know, the whole thing about uh, really identifying as a, a very logical person, a very analytical person, one, because it felt safer than my own emotions, or I didn't trust my emotions, they felt uh, out of my control, they felt uh, so powerful and um, big in inconvenient moments, I had to shut them down. And so I, I think it's a process for everybody to really stop using our bodies to cart around our brains. We're missing out on this whole body experience of living life because we're cut off from our emotions. And I'm still working on this. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of reactions to things. A lot of my decision-making the process I have been using, and I see it in a lot of other people too, we make decisions to so that we avoid feeling certain things. I don't like feeling uncomfortable. So I will, one, 
try to numb myself out, avoid, ignore. Um, and so I basically withdraw. I shut down. And in others, I know for a couple of my clients, there's decisions are made to avoid shame. And that, that's a defensive coping survival mechanism that was established long ago. And now I'm inviting you to feel on purpose and to use your emotional states to do different things, to make different decisions about your business, to make different decisions about your relationships, your future, your money, your resources. That's why these the emotions are so important. And it, there is no perfect right way to access those for yourself, defining how different things feel in your body. I remember long ago when I started coach certification, that was March 2020. I remember there was a big chunk of our training about processing emotions because they were so key to the type of techniques that we were being taught. And we wanted, I mean, I know for, for me, I wanted to be able to help people access and process big emotional moments that come up can come up during coaching. And sometimes they surprise people and sometimes it's just like, whoa, it's just, it's a huge wave and you have to write it out with your client safely and in in a support, supportive role. So to me, I just remember feeling like the, my first part of my certification was six months long and it was hard emotionally. I felt like I was like strips and layers of me were being stripped off because I was so vulnerable. I was, I was purposely putting myself in a very vulnerable place because I wanted to learn. I knew coaching was powerful. I knew the tools that we were being trained in were, were going to change my life and they have. So I knew they were powerful I just wasn't sure at the time what I had signed up for. (laughs) And then I was like, whoa, I don't know about this. I want to stop. But you can't. (laughs) Eventually, it all evens out. We all know that. So I'm just, that's part of my journey. Emotions are not our enemies. We can learn how they feel. And, you know, in some emotions, of course, we don't necessarily want to, you know, feel all the time. Sadness, grief, heaviness, uh, responsibility, pressure, confusion. I mean, these are part of our emotional buffet, but they, they generally don't last very long. That's the cool thing about emotions. Unless you're chronically depressed, chronically anxious, and you're seeking help for that, you're on meds for that. And that's, that's something, those are deeper layers of things. And however you're getting support to, to process those, to, to get to the other side of how big they are and how powerful they don't have to be, they're just, they're part of our human experience. 
Anyway, I digress. But you see, when we talk about goals and they're, you know, emotions are not, you can't quantify them, you can't qualify them. Only you know how you want to feel. And if you can put a name on how you want to feel, then that's the first step. And so I invite you to think about how you want to feel as a goal. And not feel it 100% of the time, but know that you can access it when you need it. When you want to access everything within you to create something different or to, to create and maintain something you already have. Okay, I think I'm done. So um, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any questions or comments that I need to clarify always with any episode, please let me know. Enjoy your week. I'll see you next time.